love has done its part And let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. My name is Jonathan Darty, and I'm here with Lee Preston. Lee, how are you doing today? I'm good, Jonathan. Well, uh, we are gearing up for the holidays, and uh, we thought we'd bring you a very light topic uh, for for the holidays. Actually, this week we are going to talk about the issue of masturbation. Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Now we will um, uh, we'll give you a few minutes to catch your breath because this is not something that a lot of people hear on the radio, and so uh, we'll give you a chance to. Call in your whole family from uh, whatever Christmas parties you're at and and, uh, gather around the radio because we are going to dive into this topic. And Lee, why don't you tell us uh, kind of uh, where you want to go with this topic and uh, kind of why you even wanted to bring this up? Well, you know, I think it's uh, I think, first of all, you know, we're not trying to shock anybody. We're not here to talk about it just to. uh, to scare anyone, but it is a topic that I think the church has uh, has has needed to talk about. I think it's something that we ultimately have to at least look at uh, with regards to uh, what it means and what it what it does to 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 boys specifically. I mean, I can't speak too closely to masturbation and girls, but I can tell you uh, just from my own uh, recovery and working with the the young guys that I work with, ages eleven to to thirteen. Um, masturbation is the number one issue that they seem to struggle with just because there's a real a real gray area as you and I've talked about between what well, you know when did it start why did it start how often do I get to when do I when does it become a problem and uh, most of these guys that I work with they've gone into their addiction uh as in the in the primary activity they got started with was masturbation mm-hmm. and so i think it's important to talk about that yeah and i i would say that the um the number one question we get in our entire ministry is is masturbation a sin i mean right. that is easily the number one question so i think we ought to start there and just kind of dive into this and you you know you and i are just going to be talking back and forth uh, and listeners, you know, I, I want you to know right up front that um, that Lee and I are, I think, we're united in our mission concerning the issue of masturbation. But we got a little, we got a little bit of a difference in some of the things that some of our ideas. And so we don't want you, any of you to think that we're fighting on the air, okay? <laughs> but we want to give you maybe some different angles to this issue, because I know Lee that for me, um, 
uh, it is a gray area, and I am not—I'm not to a place yet where I'm willing to come flat out and over the radio waves and in front of everybody to say masturbation is a sin. Period. And I'm not to that point yet. And uh, and we talked about this a little off air. Where would you kind of come down on the issue of masturbation? Well, I think uh, I think I look at masturbation as, um, in my mind, the belief that it is sex outside of marriage, which in my mind is a sin. And I think the reason why I look at it that way is because I think God created our sexuality to be something that is within the bonds of marriage. And anything outside of marriage is a sin. Now, I look at it as not me sitting over here shaking my finger at everybody right now saying, it is a sin and it is always going to be a sin and shame on you. What I basically am saying is, is sin is not God's best. And when we take our sexuality in our own hands, so to speak, it is not God's best. And it can lead to things that can ultimately be very destructive and very hard to get away from. Yeah, and I would say that my stance, while I'm while I'm not ready to to come out and declare masturbation as a sin, period, um, is that the way I come to that conclusion is that I really believe that the the Bible being being silent specifically on the definition of masturbation or on the on the immorality of masturbation is not, however, silent on our sexuality. I, I believe that. I mean. You can just look through the Bible. There is a lot that God has to say about sex. Uh, in fact, an entire book is devoted to sexual intimacy within marriage. And so uh, God is very fond of sex. He's very, uh, he created it. And I also totally believe that he created it with the specific design for it being expressed in marriage. Now, that being said, with this issue of masturbation, I think I think there is uh, it is somewhat of a gray area in the sense that if we were to define masturbation as simply uh, self-stimulation to the point of orgasm, then I would I would find it hard to say that every single time and throughout the history of mankind that there has been self-stimulation to the point of orgasm, that every single one of those times it was sin, technically, because the, the first Im- person that comes to my mind is, is that maybe 10 or 11 year old boy who, you know, he has an erection, he touches himself, it feels good. There's nothing sexualized going on in his mind. It's just his body's changing and he's feeling things and, and wow, he touched himself. And so in that, in that context, I go, well, is that sin? Well, I don't think so. But now when he comes and he wants to talk to his dad and say, hey, this is what I did, and then he's enlightened to where that can lead and then told about why God made his body to react that way and to feel that way because there's this context of marriage in which he wants to, to be expressed. At that point, then I think there's accountability in terms of what he does after that that determines whether or not he's doing something sinful. Does that make sense? Or sure, sure. And I think it's. Uh, I think the key point there for me is that he's now been made aware of of what this thing is, uh, because I think at that point he has to decide uh, where do I allow this to lead me. And I think a lot of the ten, eleven, twelve year old boys that I that I work with now. Um, 
you know, they are going through puberty at that point, Mm -hmm. and their eyes are wondering, and their eyes can take them to places, even on the school uh, uh, playgrounds and and, in the hallways, uh, where they can use those images later for fantasy and and for uh, use during their masturbation. And so I think they have to be real aware that that is a very sinful activity because it takes that sexual... Uh, experience that may have have been just a touching of oneself and takes it to a place of once it's committed in the mind, it's also committed in the heart as well. And see, that's the point at which I think if I were to put percentages on what I've just said a minute ago about that 11-year-old boy's experience and then everything else that goes on in masturbation, I would say that that 11-year-old boy experience represents maybe like 0.1% of every single thing that has to do with masturbation in terms of there being that 0.1% that you might possibly be able to classify as not sinful. But then there's the 99.9% of the rest of it that I do believe because of specifically what you said in terms of what, what happens, what is happening in our minds. Because I believe, you know, Jesus did not make any separation between behavior and thoughts. Exactly. He said, you know, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery behavior, right? He says, but I say that if you look on a woman to lust after, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. It's like he didn't make a distinction between, well, hey, as long as I don't do the behavior, then I can do anything else I want in my mind. He's saying, no, 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 they're 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 actually linked. Exactly. And so I think that's where, like for me with that 11-year-old boy, that's where I think the giving him the information that then makes him accountable changes the whole ball game. Right. Because I think I think we have then have to look at what masturbation does to his 11 or 12-year-old mind. Uh as he begins to 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 use masturbation, he can begin spinning in his mind all these different fantasies and then guess what you have this 11 or 12-year-old little boy who is unable to handle his emotions because whenever he gets angry, he masturbates. Mm-hmm. Whenever he gets sad, he masturbates. When he's lonely, he goes in and masturbates. And before he knows it, he doesn't know how to cope with things except through his own coping skill, which is masturbation. He only knows one thing, and that's escape. That's right. Escape from those difficult emotions. That's right. And unfortunately, then the addictive quality starts because then he doesn't know how to handle those day-in, day-out activities uh, that we all have to ultimately struggle against. And then you have society telling him, well, hey, it's okay. You're always going to do it. Men are always going to be need sex. Uh, sex is always going to be a, a primary part of their lives, and, and that's not necessarily untrue. But the the lie has been told that men can't control their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, boys will be boys. They won't know how to control their sexuality. And that's a lie because I think God calls us to not be lustful but to control our sexuality. Well, and I think it's important also that uh, that we realize that we're— through masturbation, a kid is actually um, is is actually going down the path of a heroin addict uh, because biologically uh, they have been able to show that in the brain where the chemical where the pleasure chemicals are released for orgasm are the same place in the brain that pleasure chemicals are released for cocaine and heroin addiction. Exactly. So you're talking about 
yes, if this child continues to engage in that activity, not only is there a a spiritual component and an emotional component of him distancing and becoming more and more isolated and and less and less able to engage uh, pressing through very real emotions and learning how to deal with those in a healthy way, he's also developing a, a chemical dependency in his brain right. that's going to want to be fed as well. And so those things coupled together, may I, I think, make masturbation a very um, important topic, especially with teenagers, to be discussed and dealt with. Sure. And I'm, I'm sure I'm already hearing people out there, especially men, saying, well, I used to masturbate, and I'm not addicted to it. I can take it or I can leave it. Uh, but the thing about it is, is, you know, I hear guys, and I'm sure you do too, all the time say, well, you know, what made me, what made me an, an addict? And how come, you know, this guy, he looked at porn once and he never got addicted, and how come I got addicted? And I think there's some underlying belief there that, you know, some men can control it and some men can't. Um, I would just offer to guys who, who have become addicted that, you know, the coping skills are the main key there of learning how to cope. And maybe they became the addict because of pain or hurt or things in their life that they couldn't cope with. And unfortunately, masturbation's way too easy to use to fill in those places where you're hurt and to take it and to to solve your problems through self-stimulation. And and I would actually even venture to to ask those guys or to tell those guys who say they can take it or leave it, you know, okay, leave it. Right. Try it for at least... And you'll find out whether or not you have an addiction, whether or not you actually are in bondage to that. Because when I hear a guy that says, that kind of uh, promotes his activities as him being free, because maybe he tries to to expand out what I've defined as that 0.1% in his life, even though he's already had experiences with porn and all other sorts of fantasy and somehow thinks that he can have, quote, pure masturbation and and says that it's no big deal, then I, I will always invite that person and challenge them, then stop it. Right. Because what he might see as freedom, I interpret as bondage. Sure. Because you, you don't really realize how some... You don't realize how bound up you are in something until you actually try to stop it. Exactly. And it's easy to say, I can take it or leave it, when you haven't had to leave it. Right. And when they're, and what you may think is a, oh, once or twice a week kind of activity may end up, you may realize that it's much more than that, or even if it's only once or twice a week, then give up that once or twice mm-hmm. a week and see if you can really do it. Yeah, because, because we know that in the scriptures, the Bible tells us that one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Exactly. And so um, a lot of times we can determine whether or not we are producing fruit, whether whether the Spirit is producing fruit through us, just by a very simple test of, do I have self-control in exactly. the area of my sexuality? And if the answer comes back, uh, con- you know, consistently no, then you now have an area that you need to deal with. And most likely... There are that masturbation is going to be one of those areas. Sure. And I think it's interesting at least to look at, you know, some of the fruits of uh, now that we're talking about fruits, the fruits of masturbation are sometimes self-centeredness mm-hmm. because, you know, what, what masturbation is, is it's self-pleasure. And so what ends up happening is, is you know, here's a kid and, and I say kid because it usually starts in adolescence or early, uh, or early 10 or 11 year olds. 
and he's masturbated for the last five, ten years, and then all of a sudden he hits around the age of 20, and he's ready to get married. Well, guess what? If he's been doing that self-pleasure for the last five to ten years, then his sexuality with his wife is going to be very self-centered. It's going to be pleasure me. Why don't you help me reach uh, orgasm? How come I, you know, focus on me? And God's gift of sex was a gift to one another. Uh, A husband is supposed to try and do whatever he can to gift his wife with sexuality, with his sexuality, and her in turn. And when masturbation's in the picture, it's very hard to give a gift. There is no gift. Well, and how many times have we heard in our ministry um, the the frustration that many sex addicts have uh, with their wife being unwilling to have sex at the frequency that they want or how they want it, and a lot of it is born out of this self-focused mentality that has been established through masturbation. because And certainly pornography promotes that and all other sorts of things, but one of the building block behaviors of sexual addiction is masturbation. And so the more, uh, you're right, the more that that, uh, that subtle message, and sometimes not so subtle message, that sex is about what I can get rather than what I can give, you, you keep promoting that message of get, 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 take, take, take. And it's, it's virtually impossible at that point to have a healthy uh, sexual relationship in your marriage. Sure. And I think what ends up happening is, is you know, very few marriages can compete with masturbation. Because masturbation... If if a if a man's been been masturbating up until the time he gets married, he's been able to have sex any time he wants, as fast as he wants or as slow as he wants, and with as much intensity or as least and the less as much in as little intensity as he wants. He gets to be in complete control. And when you get married, you don't have that kind of control. Mm-hmm. You know, a woman's body's not going to be that kind of intensity, or or you can't just turn a knob and turn it up or turn it down. Right. And so I've, I work with a lot of guys who say it's just not, I don't, I don't get the same pleasure out of sex. Well, because masturbation has been all about you and then your complete control, and it's hard to release that control. Well, and also another, one of the other fruits, so to speak, of masturbation is that it tends to promote the idea that sex is only about a physical release. Uh, it, it, because masturbation is totally centered around orgasm. It's totally centered around that that physical pleasure, and and if a person is having that mindset, like you like you mentioned, and I've heard it too, the guys that'll say, you know, I just can't, you know, it just it's not the same with my wife, you know, it's she takes forever or what, you know, whatever it might be, and they've missed the point of of sex being relational. God designed our sexuality to be to be expressed in a relationship of covenant marriage. And so when when you've been essentially indoctrinated through masturbation, that sex is only about this physical pleasure, and certainly pornography only accentuates that message sure. that, hey, sex is only about the physical pleasure, then certainly you're going to be frustrated in your marriage. Sure. Because you're coming from the, a totally incorrect paradigm of what sexuality was meant to be. And so in at its at its best I think masturbation is a is a distraction from God's intention for sexuality. 
at its absolute worst, it will destroy your sexual relationship in your marriage because it's totally a self-centered paradigm where God said sex is supposed to be a completely others-centered paradigm in your marriage. Exactly, and that reverberates out in that man's life. If he cannot be gift-giving in his sexuality, he can't be giving to his wife in other areas as well. And I think I think something just to speak to is that even the physiological disruptions that masturbation causes. Uh, many men have said, I just don't feel the same sensitivity anymore because of the amount of masturbation. And so guess what? If you've been masturbating two or three times a week and then you also want to try to be intimate with your wife, you're going to see problems there. And she's probably going to understand, wow, there is something wrong here. And so then there gets to be division in the relationship and there begins to get this feeling that there's separation here rather than God's design, which is bringing the couple together. Well, and part of that physiology, too, is that it's it's what's been dubbed in psychological circles as uh, classical conditioning. Your, Your body, I mentioned earlier, you know, the pleasure chemicals that are released in your brain. If you have if you have developed a certain uh, pattern, so to speak, in your masturbation, and most guys have a particular pattern in which they get stimulated and what their thoughts are about, and essentially you're burning like chemical tracks in your mind. And if you've done that over and over and over again to certain fantasies and you've it, with at certain times of the day or whatever, your body itself has been conditioned to respond sexually in that in that way. And then you go over here into your relationship in your marriage, and your body says, "Wait a second, I, I don't have any conditioning over here. I, I don't have any. I'm not going to respond to this," and and it creates all sorts of frustrations, even physically, like you said, over in the relationship because you've burned all of these chemical tracks over here through masturbation that don't line up with what is over here in your marriage. Sure. And so it just uh, the bottom line for me is that when a guy comes to me and asks me about masturbation, the bottom line for me is let's uh, let's live our lives so far away from whatever could be, even be associated as possibly even being remotely impure so that we're not even close to the gray line. We're so inside on the white side of the line that there's not even a question about whether masturbation could or could not be a problem in my life. And that's kind of my final stance on it. You know, we could spend a lot of time trying to continue to to hash out the definition of whether it's sin and this and that. But I say, you know what, even if there's a question about it, move as far inside to the uh, the realm of purity so that it's not even an issue. Exactly. And I and I think I would almost challenge men to take that challenge to push into the to the very pure white area that God calls our sexuality to be and attempt if they have been masturbating to attempt to give it up for a month purely to try it just to see what happens and and see what happens with their relationship with their wife and if if they uh if the lust level so to speak goes down in their own heart and just see what happens because God's amazing and then he will prove that purity wins over lust any day of the week. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's actually some of the fear that is in men is they're afraid if I give this up I I I can't truly be satisfied. And that's a that's a huge lie. That's saying that God, the God of the universe, the creator of everything, 
the one who reigns on high in glory, that somehow he couldn't give you joy, that he couldn't give you satisfaction, that he couldn't give you beautiful intimacy with your wife, or or if you're not married, that he couldn't give you the strength and the joy to walk with your head held high knowing that you are have a completely clear conscience. I believe we have a God that can do that. And and I believe that sometimes he will he will put out this challenge and say, test me. See if I won't do that for you. And that's what we're asking you to do is see if see if he'll uh, he'll keep up his end of the deal, because I know he will. Exactly. And sometimes the, he will help you see that you can even dispel that lie that, you know what, I'm just a sexual person. I need sex a lot. Sometimes it's not that we need sex a lot. It's that we've been conditioned through masturbation to lust a lot. And then we t- use masturbation to remedy that feeling of lust. And if you take that challenge, then sometimes that lust will slowly leave your marriage and you'll have the pure relationship you're meant to have. And I also want to say we're not talking today about masturbation to shame anybody. We no. understand addiction. We know that it takes uh, it takes real effort to get rid of it because once it's in you, it's hard to break. And so we're not here to try to say shame on you. We're just saying, hey, think about some of these things. Yeah, and you can make it. And if you. We are glad you joined us today, and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported, and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain